0: Welcome to The Sipping Point, where each week, we explore the recipe for a delicious life. I'm your host, Lori Forrester, The Wine Coach. I've made it my mission in life to demystify wine, one glass at a time, so expect a fresh and fun approach to the world of wine, food, and so much more. Well, legendary guitarist Robert Fripp once said, Music is the wine that fills the cup of silence. This week on The Sipping Point, we're going to explore the connection between music, wine, and food. First, Stephen Mackey from Nota Viva Vineyards will join us to talk about how he makes the connection come to life at his winery between wine and music. And then we're going to talk to award-winning author Michael Ruhlman about how the art of a chef is much like that of an accomplished Musician. So every week we start our show with the Sips of the Week, and this week I am so excited to have with me Stephen Mackey from Nota Viva Vineyards in Purcellville, Virginia. He's the co-founder with his wife Shannon and wine composer for Nota Viva Vineyards, the world's only winery that pairs music and wine. And after touring internationally with some big names like Amy Grant Bon Jovi, I love him, Matchbox 20, and lots of other people. He moved to Loudoun County, Virginia and constructed his winery, which was filmed for the HD TV series Dream House. And it's been a hit ever since it opened. He's also been named Entrepreneur of the Year in Loudoun County and they continue to grow the winer you do every year. Welcome to the show.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's a real pleasure.
0: Well, this whole idea, I hope you liked my quote by Robert Fripp, of pairing music and wine fascinates me, and I'm so excited to really dig into this with you. So tell me a little bit, because the founding, the essence of Nota Viva has to do with this pairing of your passion for both you and Shannon's passions for both wine and music. So tell me how this all came together.
1: The original incarnation of the word Nota Viva was... um I was trying to come up with a word that could convey music's impact on human emotion. And nota is a music note, and viva means with life. So you know, beyond the obvious literal translation, nota viva is essentially the feeling you get when you hear your favorite song. It could also be the connection between an emotional song. You hear a sad song, you feel emotional. It's really about trying to capture those emotions in that vibe and bottle them. So it's not Mm. so much about pairing a wine with a particular song. It's about pairing a wine with a particular feeling. Are you feeling happy? Are you feeling introspective? And what are the different genres of music that can contribute to those feelings and accentuate them?
0: And absolutely, I I get what you're saying, because I believe certain wine... I always see people say, what do you like, red or white? And yes. <laughs> but when I'm drinking white, many times it's it's more of an upbeat, you know, sort of socializing. Um, red for me is a comfort, sort of wind down, you know, relax feeling. Is exactly. that what you're talking about? It'll,
1: well, exactly. And a lot of people would say, you know, this is a great patio white, or this is a great book by the fire red. So it's really about what is your mindset? You know, what is your emotional state? Are you, um, are you happy? Are you sad? Do you want to change that? I mean, it's also about, you know, guiding your emotional state by, um, the, the music that you're listening to. I mean, how many times have you been down and you wanted to put on your favorite song to change your mood and it lifts you right back up. So music has a very powerful impact on human emotion. And what's neat about it, then the thing that we really love to convey to our customers is that it's subjective and unique, much like people's tastes in wine. So it's not about what is the rating on the bottle of wine? Do you like it? Does it work for you? And it evolves over time. So there's no one right answer. It's about, you know, what are your personal tastes? What are your personal interests? And the great thing about, you know, having wine and music, both as intellectual pursuits, is they grow over time.
0: Now, you have patented and trademarked this idea. What is it that you patented about the connection?
1: Sure. We um we own two trademarks uh, on the notion. We own the trademark for the word nota viva, again, that um, music's intrinsic effect upon human emotion. And we also trademarked the phrase, wine paired with music, pour, mm-hmm. listen, believe. And so, um, you know, trademarks really offer you protection over goods and services. And so- right. In the United States, there was only one brand, one bottle of wine that you can purchase that says wine paired with music on it, and it is Nota Viva. And we have spent a long time looking, and there is no other winery in the world that's come up with this concept.
0: Great. Well, speaking of wine, this is all interesting conversation, but we have a white wine here that we're going to start with of yours, and it's... Otentato is the name. Did I say that right?
1: Really, really close. It's 88 in Italian. It's Otentoto. And this is the second of our two dry Viognes that we offer at Nota Viva. We do a barrel-fermented Viognes, which is the Otentoto, and we also do a tank-fermented Viognes. And people find it very interesting to learn how the same juice at harvest can turn into two completely different wines through the winemaking process. So Otentoto, between the two Viognes, is the more introspective of the two, whereas our Tank fermented Viognier is great with acoustic guitar rock. The Oton Dodo is our barrel fermented Viognier, a lot more um, contemplative, a lot more nuanced, and a lot more complex. Um, not only are the fermentation vessels different, but the yeast selection is different. And so, if you use four different yeasts among 12 barrels, when you recombine them, you get lots of different layers, lots of different bouquet elements, lots of different mouthfeel characteristics, which right. really gives the wine that deep complexity.
0: It, it does, and it and we're going to play here the music you have that you actually played on piano that pairs with this. It, this has a really uh, exotic nose, but a warmth in it, too. And and when you say barrel-aged, people always think, oh, it's going to be so oaky. It's not at all. You don't get that feel exactly. with this Exactly, and
1: I would say that is very typical of our winemaking style at Nota Viva, is really working hard, talking to customers, finding out what they like. And I would classify all of our wines as very approachable. Um, although all of these are barrel fermented, there is no new oak in here. So it's, it's second and third fill barrels, and it really softens that oak influence. But you still get the benefit of that micro-oxygenation through the staves, and you get that deep, complex mouthfeel and that heavy um, you know, viscosity on the palate, and it gives that Creaminess. real depth. Exactly right, exactly right.
0: And so this music is beautiful. You're a great musician. Tell me the connection between this piece we're hearing and the wine.
1: Many years ago, I had aspirations and hoped to return someday to being a, uh, a classical film scorer, and this was uh, a piece written when I was really studying a lot of James Horner and Alan Silvestri works, particularly um, the uh, the soundtrack from Braveheart and the soundtrack from The Forest uh written by Alan Silvestri. And so I really wanted to compose a solo New Age piano piece, um, and this was composed just a, a few months before Shannon and I started dating And it really reflects a period of my life That was very introspective It's a very beautiful um, But it's actually been reviewed by a few music um, Reviewers and they, they call it very Emotional and very frail In, in times and mm. I think that this Wine really reflects that As it develops in the glass You you Definitely get um, some wonderful tropical fruits, um, but then that very subtle hint of the vanillins from you know from the oakiness. But the thing that I love about it is that again it goes back to that subjective perception of everybody. Everybody draws something different from it, and that's really what music composition is about as well. That's why I call myself a wine composer because people really. There, there's two ways to look at winemaking The technical aspect and the artistic aspect And i definitely like to focus on the artistic aspect
0: Okay, well we're just tasting the 2011 Otent Oto Barrel Fermented Viognier It retails at your winery for $20 And people can go to notavivavineyards.com We'll have the information at the thewinecoach.com Or in my free app for iPhone and Android We're going to be right back with Stephen Mackey From Notaviva Vineyards on The Sipping Point
1: Discover the recipe for a delicious life each week on The Sipping Point with Lori Forster, The Wine Coach, each week, Saturdays at noon on WBAL 1090 AM or at WBAL.com.
0: This is Lori Forster, The Wine Coach with The Sipping Point, and we're back with Stephen Mackey from Nota Viva Vineyards. We're having fun talking wine and music. We just tasted your Viognier, and now we're going to move into some reds. And I would suspect that because the taste and emotion that these reds are going to evolve, that the wine pairing is going to be different as well. Where should we go next in our tasting?
1: Well, next we're going to go to our Cantabile Cabernet Franc. And what's neat about this red is I've always felt that this is my book by the fire wine. This is my introspective red. And I think it's wonderful with classical string quartets or even a cello concerto. But we actually host a really neat event at Nota Viva every year for our anniversary. And it's a wine and music pairing experience. And people get to come in and we do five blind tastings of wine while music playlists play. And people have to vote how well each song goes with the wine. And three years running, uh, my classical music... Um, quartets have come in second place. The Cantabile seems to be a favorite with the blues for most people. Ah. But I think what that says is it really accentuates that notion that the whole thing is subjective. We love it when people are at the bar and we explain it to them and they're like, well, I don't think that this goes with this band or that band. I think it goes with this other band. The fact is they've accepted the concept and they're already thinking down that next step about what works for them. So Cantabile has a special place for us. It was actually the first acre of vines that we planted at Node Viva back in 2005. And this wine has consistently shown very well. A lot of, um, Golds and silvers in um, wine competitions, got a bronze in an international competition, so we're very proud of of the wine, and we continue to experiment a little. Um, the 2011 version that we'll be releasing probably in the spring was the first year that we ever did a spontaneous fermentation with the yeast from the vineyard rather than inoculating all of the bins. So really has a lot of layers and a lot of depth to it and we use a different clone of Cabernet Franc than most of our other colleagues in the Loudoun area so it definitely has a great accentuation of the black pepper varietal characteristic yes. of Cab Franc and wonderful tobacco and spice to me i always when i um, you know, when I'm have my nose in the glass, it's always like opening a humidor. Great tobacco and cedar Absolutely. wood, and that's what I really love about.
0: And it has a long finish of that that you really it does. To it taste. really
1: lingers, and it's a fantastic food wine as well. We host a uh, um, a dinner event at Nota Viva, and our caterer takes a few bottles of this, incorporates it in a mushroom gravy, and we do it over beef medallions. It's brilliant. Yum!
0: And Cabernet Franc. Virginia is getting so much great press, and certainly um, Loudoun County, the the region that you're in. Cabernet Franc is one of those reds alongside its white counterpart of Viognier that's really... Kind of becoming the signature grape, red grape of Virginia, wouldn't you say?
1: Yes, a lot of people have planted Cabernet Franc, and it's one of those things that um, people get very passionate about and and love to agree to disagree on. We're starting to see a lot of Petit Verdot do very well in Virginia as well, and we actually went out on a limb and have the only... The second commercial planting of Blaufrankisch. It's an Austrian red known um, in the States as Lemberger over in Washington. But um, we're very excited. We've just got our first um, dry red harvest is in the barrel now, uh, the 2012. And we're probably going to do about 12 to 14 months in the barrel and release that uh, in a couple of years. I need to taste that
0: when that comes out because I'm a big Austrian uh, wine fan and I've had tons of, when I was in Austria, Blaufränkisch is everywhere. It's that's everywhere a big red, and it's one yeah. of the most
1: overlooked wine regions I think of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, every now and again you can find a local restaurant that will do an Austrian wine and, and really some great stuff. But we got turned on to it by viticulturist um, Richard Smart who said it would be very neat to see what Virginia vineyards could do With Eastern European varietals And that's how I began that research Found that Blaufrankisch Does very well in Hungary So I think we're going to see A lot more very unique varietals Starting to appear in Virginia
0: Well, uh, speaking of Virginia And the joy that you have Putting wine and music together The next red that we're going to taste Is the 20 And 2010 was the uh, vintage For the Cabernet Franc Now we're going to taste The 2010 Meritage That you produce Called Ode to Joy so easy to say. I love that. So tell us a little bit. A Meritage, of course, is a blend of Bordeaux varietals, Mm -hmm. and you belong to the Meritage Association since you're using that term. So uh, you have about half of Cabernet Franc, 30% Cabernet Sauvignon with Merlot and Petit Verdot rounding out the blend here. People are very fascinated with blends, although they've been around since... At forever in the wine mm-hmm. business But this team of grapes that you put together Tell me a little bit about how this red is different from the Cabernet Franc we just tasted
1: This red is very special to me because it's one of a series of three reds that we're doing That are inspired by the classical music greats, Bach, Beethoven, and Mozart And our first iteration of this was a 2008 Petit Verdot called Johann um, inspired by bach and and the Beethoven, most people would consider him a little bit more stern and strong, a little darker, and yet very emotional and beautiful in his compositions. There was always such a, a, a tension in in his works. you know Beethoven himself said there 's a very fine line between genius and madness, and he walked it every day. <laughs> I had a lot of um, a, a wonderful experience researching the label as I was designing this and and learning about his life. Most people believe that. The reason Beethoven was able to create a monumental work such as the Ninth Symphony, the Ode to Joy, was because he was deaf. So it's really that torturous, introspective, the world's greatest composer never heard his greatest work. Mm -hmm. And what must that have been like? You know, in being the composer And so the It's the like Ode having Joy, a great
0: bottle of wine And not being able to drink it Well, it, it. <laughs> really is
1: It's 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 all of that, that tension And that complexity About big, bold varietals And the subtleness And the beauty About the blend And back to What is the, the artistic interpretation Of that Why do I think my wines Are compositions um, Not blends Is it goes back to Trying to channel those frustrations and and that energy about why Beethoven was Beethoven and how can you bring that to a wine and how does that wine differentiate itself from the wine that we channel uh, after Bach. And uh, the Frankish that we mentioned earlier is going to be the Mozart wine because of the Mm -hmm. Austrian and the Vienna and all of the tie-ins with Mozart's life there. So I think if you have a creative vision of how you want the wine to turn out and you focus on that every step of the way, I believe that that ends up in the bottle. And the Ode to Joy, I think, is a great representation of that.
0: Absolutely, it's a bigger, bolder style wine. You just exactly, have, um, uh, you know, a little bit more of that oak uh, coming through. This is one you can lay down for a little bit longer. This
1: is this is the longest wine that we've ever um, uh, laid up in oak uh, out of any of the the wines that we produce for sure. Be- again, because it had to have that boldness, it had to have that intensity because of the man that it uh, that I love it honors. It.
0: So the Cabernet Franc retails for $24, this one $28. So all of these are very reasonable, which I love. So let's tell people how the, you guys have great events out at the winery. Of course, you're about experience, and in-person is the way to experience this, right? Absolutely.
1: So, our, our favorite compliment at the winery is this is the most fun that I've ever had in a winery. And we're focusing on three core values, you know, great wine, wonderful music, and warm hospitality. We don't hire... Um, people that think they're know-it-alls about wine. We hire artists. Amen. We hire musicians. We hire um, retirees. We hire fun people with great personalities, and you can teach them about wine. You can't teach a wine snoot a personality, and that is <laughs> that is very indicative. You know, in you know, with Loudoun County now has 34 wineries. There's more wineries in Loudoun County than any other county in Virginia. The competition is fierce, and people are going to be relying on those social media channels and reviews or whatever, and they're going to seek out places that are giving them a great experience. The other compliment that we get is people will be at other wineries and they'll ask the customer next to them, where do I go next? Customers at other bars At other wineries Are like You gotta go to Nota Viva Because you're gonna Love the wines
0: Oh I love that So they can go to Vineyards.com. We'll link to that On the WineCoach.com. And then real quick Before you leave You have a new Wine bar too
1: We do We're thrilled to uh, Announce the uh, the launch Of Concertino It's our wine bistro um, In Berryville uh, Out near Winchester And we really wanted To do something A little different In that we're doing Tastings of Nota Viva wines But we're also gonna do Flights of Virginia wines And we're getting ready To launch a series of of, um, we haven't really named it yet But think of You and Me Against the World Where you can do a Nota Viva wine, another Virginia wine And then two wines from around the world And we're going to do it. head-to-head shootouts And we're going to do it over on Twitter We're going to do a lot of virtual tastings and things like that And of course live music is always a part of what we're doing Again, it's about creating a brand Creating an atmosphere And creating experiences for our customers
0: Wow, well Stephen Mackey from Nota Viva Vineyards Thank you so much for joining us I love what you're trying to do
1: Thank you so much. It's been a real wild ride and we have a great team and nothing but great stuff in the future.
0: Great. Thanks.